Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Keepers of the Book. My name is my name is Mutahir, and I am here with my brother host, Mazbaya. <laughs> Hesitate on your name. Yeah, I sometimes forget it. Oh man! Uh, and we are back with part three of Well of Ascension. Um, That's three for you uncultured people. Yeah, chapters twenty-eight to thirty-seven. Uh, King. Thirty-eight. Sorry, thirty-eight. Oh, not 37. Uh, King? Yes. No? Yes. Yes. Okay. Part next, four is nice. Nice. We left off last time with Elend was deposed by his own government. And in chapter 28, it starts off with Tinwol basically just, like, not happy with him for, <laughs> for writing a government that can take down its own government. I well, guess, I mean, I guess you could say. Yeah, it sounds weird for them, right? Because monarchy is basically all they've known. But he basically essentially wrote in like democracy, right? Basically yeah. saying that if the people are unhappy, they have a way of ruling out their existing ruler, uh, and or yeah. ruling out, kicking out their existing. Ruler. Yeah, and he knows the government super well because he wrote it himself, so uh, he can get his position as king back. He just has to find a way to do it. Uh, and he said, like, the two best ways of doing it is if the assembly doesn't pick anybody or if they just reelect him, which he can maybe convince them to do that. Um, and the meeting ends whenever Tinwell says that Vin's a pretty big distraction for Ellen, um, but Ellen's pretty determined that he can love Vin and rule at the same time. Uh, I I don't know why they keep up keep on bringing up Kelsier, but like he's he wouldn't be a better Ellen would not be a better king than Kelsier would be. He's a better dude. Like I don't fundamentally. know about that. Kelsier would. Kelsier is a better crew leader. I don't know if he'd be a better king, like a ruler of a kingdom making day to day. Like Doxon, if anything, would be a great like. Actually, I don't even know if Doxon would be a great king either, right? I think he makes a great advisor because he's got that great, like, management. and. But I don't know if Kelsier would have been a better king. Kelsier, he has, like, guts. Okay. And he is basically what Tinwill wants Ellen to be. No, he's not. A person who he, is... She just wants Tinwell... Tinwell wants Ellen to be more tougher and more sure of himself yeah. and like confident and carry himself like a king. Yeah, exactly. But she does not want to change him to be more like Kelsier. That's not... It takes more than having the image of being a leader to be a leader. She wants to give him... She wants him to project his leadership in everything that he does, but not... But his leadership and decision-making skills and all that stuff and his like standing by his fundamentals and standing by the laws even when it goes against him that's not Kelsier. no i think you're wrong okay how i don't want to tell you because i will embarrass you <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> steven seagal who's that he's a guy he's an actor he acts like he's like super dangerous because he knows half keto or something I, oh <laughs> uh, so anyways down in chapter 29 uh, Vin and Orsa are kind of bonding the conjure tells her that he thinks that Zane's a bad person and he doesn't like that Zane and Vin are kind of bonding uh, because Kondra and 
Chandra are pretty good like judges of character because they can mimic people and stuff really well. Uh, and Vin tells uh, him that he can get like a human body if he wants to, but he refuses. I don't remember why he said, but he was like, he was sort of liking the wolfhound body. Yeah, I think he just doesn't want to admit it. I think Arsur has like a has like a, a ego fondness. kind of thing. Oh. He just want to admit that he like you know maybe Vin made the right decision going uh-huh. with the dog body. But um, and whenever the sun comes up, comes up, uh, she sees the mist, um, and she thinks that she has solved the case, uh, and she knows what the deepness was. She thinks she knows. Uh, <laughs> Um, and there's some characteristics to note in the epigraphs, um, how Elendi aged quicker, um, the birthmark on his arm and how he was like kind of meant to be a ruler sort of just by the way he spoke and stuff and the way he carried himself. You know who that reminds me of, right? It kind of makes me think of Elend, honestly, the way they're talking about Elend. I'm sorry, Elendi. And it actually sounds the same. Elendi, Elend. Oh, Yeah. Maybe they're the same person. Yeah. You know? Maybe it wasn't supposed to be Elendi who's the hero of ages, but Elend who's the hero of ages. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the case. <laughs> but uh, um, actually, chapter 30 is there's the epigraph Quan originally declared for Elendi, but I must comp- uh, continue with the sparse, no, sparsest of details. Space is limited. The other world bringers must have thought themselves humble when they came to me. Admitting that they had been wrong. Even then, I was beginning to doubt my original declaration, but I was prideful. So he, again, I think it's one of those things. I th- he says it later, too, I think, in a part where it says that he's reading. He should have listened to the other world bringers when they told him, hey, you know, I don't think this is a hero of ages. And he refused to listen to them. But, um, Cause that but then later, him. he also refused to tell them that he was wrong. Yeah, because he, you know, that came with that whole title. The what was it? The prop, the the guy who proclaims the hero of ages. Uh, the, the announcer. Yeah, the announcer. Yep. Yeah, the Bruce Buffer. Um. So yeah, but um, like it's kind of confusing because uh. Quan says that Elendi just sort of seemed to fit and how he fits all these characteristics. But why, what's the issue then? You know, what's the problem? Why is, why is Elendi not the the hero? You know, what, what happened? Um, I don't know. He must have seen something, right? Because I remember they were saying that, like, he started killing people and, like, anyone who stood against him, he started, like, putting them down. And I think Quan maybe started realizing... You know, how are you the hero of ages who's supposed to protect mankind, but then here you are killing anyone who doesn't agree with you. Yeah. But we know that Rashik wasn't a good hero either. So Well, he didn't want him to be the hero of ages. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't I think he just wanted to prevent Alendi from becoming hero of ages. Mm-hmm. So Um and then on the chapter 30, Vin goes to say Zed and asks him about the deepness. Uh, he gives a few theories, and she thinks that the mist will come during the day more frequently and longer, which is bad because it blocks sun, which is also bad. Uh, and she thinks, and you know, 
we heard about the mist killing people too, which is also bad. Uh, she thinks that there's supposed to be another hero of ages. Uh, and then she asks about Tindwill, and he says that she's a Farukamist that uh, was actually meant to be an avenue that the Lord Ruler took um, in the breeding programs. So she was uh, supposed to bear children, um, which was supposed to control the Farukami to kind of kill off the Farukami. Um but she actually is a Farukamist, but they just kind of kept it secret. That's uh, clever, yeah. actually. That's yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then she actually helped a girl eventually. Then she became uh, a member of the Synod later on. Uh, it's like the Jedi Council. That's how I envisioned the Synod, honestly. <laughs> She's a Jedi Council. Just like a super flawed uh, thingy. So, the Jedi Council. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was pretty cool that the Hero of Ages has different titles, like the Amnesor, the Anamnesor, the Anemone. See an enemy? Yeah, Anemone. See an enemy, yeah. Uh, and, like, Rob Zine. Yeah. I, I think it was pretty cool that other cultures and stuff. This is what I really like about the world is that he... This is a pretty big change from Harry Potter, honestly, because that's mm, what I start I off. <laughs> that's what I start start off with. Um, and there's just not a lot of things that were affected. You can see so many things that are affected by the events that happen in this book, but I just didn't really see that in Harry Potter. What do you mean by that? Like, whenever you go to. Whenever you go to different uh, places, like the different ska villages that we saw earlier on in the book, not this episode, but I'm pretty sure the previous one, uh, where some of the ska were scared because the Lord Ruler was gone. Uh, because the Lord Ruler brought stability. Okay. Um, so there's so many different sides and perspectives that it's pretty important to see, actually. You know? Yeah. No, uh, okay, I, I I was just wondering what, what you meant by that. Yeah. What is the anticipation? That was also in the epigraph. I'm assuming that it's the search for the Hero of Ages. That's what, that's what I took it as, yeah. too. Like, anticipating it, the Hero of Ages. Right, sort yeah, of, yeah. So. Because, and again, remember, I think we brought this up back when we were talking about uh, Mistborn, too, that um, they started becoming desperate fighting the Hero of Ages. So mm-hmm. they were just like, and I, I guess that's maybe what Quan was seeing, right? That like everyone suddenly becomes desperate because a deepness is coming and they really need the hero of ages. Yeah. So they start taking it to the level of ascension. But then he's just like, yeah, but I know I said that he was a hero of ages, but like, look at what he's done since then. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. He's united mankind, but how did he do that? He went to war with a few nations that didn't agree with him. Yeah. You know, so that, that was, uh, I think that's what it was. It was a combination of. A few different things, and I, I feel bad for uh, for Tinwell honestly because like yeah. I, I already liked her, um, and this makes me like her more because that's pretty messed up. Because <laughs> um, she did it basically for the greater good. She did I mean, all she, that. Okay, so the way that she saw it, right? And I'm sure. I okay, so I don't know. I guess it's a bigger discussion to have. Did she agree to go with, along with this for the betterment of her race because they convinced her? And now she kind of accepts it to deal, and that's her way of dealing with the trauma? 
or if she does truly believe it. Because, and I don't blame them necessarily either, right? They're trying to make the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. There are people have been, gen- like, there was a genocide against their people. And um, to try and restore some parts of their culture, I mean, she was going to be a breeder anyways. So what do they do? They just like, all right, we're just going to hide the fact that she's a frequentist and just, you know, so we get some frequentists going. Yeah. So, I, it, like I said, I think it's like making the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Chapter thirty one goes to Phylon. He's he's kind of he was scheming on his own, uh, and actually was the mastermind behind it, the deposing of Ellen. Uh, and El, Ellen comes to the meeting with his sort of new experience and knowledge on how to become a leader. People are pretty surprised and impressed by it. Uh, and Penrod uh, ends up being elected the chancellor, which is sort of like the mediator. Um, the interim, yeah, the interim champ, <laughs> uh, and he's uh, Ellen's given a few minutes by the chancellor to uh, to talk um, and kind of give his side, and he kind of just talks about what's best for the city. Um, and well, he he actually talked more about like his meeting with Straff than you know trying to defend. Yeah, his title, yeah, exactly. So. And then people were like, and that's what I'm saying. Do you think Kelsey would have done that? Kelsey would have been like, this is what I did for you. This is, he would have given a rousing speech, sure. But like, Ellen was like, okay, so this is what I, like he did what was best for the city. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't, that Kelsey isn't doing what's best for the city. But like in that situation, would he have been a better leader? Because look at how well that made him look in front of the entire assembly. They're like, yeah, he's not even arguing for his own kingdom. He's here doing, again, what's best for the city. Yeah, true. Yeah, so people are like kind of surprised that, like you said, how he's not begging for the crown. Uh, and I was surprised, too. Uh, and then people gave all their votes. Um, and it's kind of like taking turns. It's like it goes to the Scott and Ellen votes for, was it himself or Penrod? I think he votes for Penrod and Penrod votes for Ellen. So it kind of cancels yeah. out. Anyways, uh, and Phylon just votes for Set. And set comes out of nowhere. Oh my god! Okay, uh, I was that. That was like I could see this being like the finale of an episode, right? I mean, it was a finale of a chapter, but yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that? That was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> that do you remember um, in The Walking Dead? Whenever they, whenever what's the what's the bad guy's name um, in like season eight or something? Uh, Negan. Negan. Yeah. Uh, I remember whenever ne- uh, Negan was like smashing some guy's head in, but we didn't see until yeah. the next year. I love, I love finales that show instead of having with well, instead most of not showing. Show. I was saying it would be, that would be a good finale for an episode. Yeah. So like it's instead of you know him like in his hood, and we have to guess who he is. He actually shows himself. You know what I mean. And Walking Dead, they didn't show who was dead. They yeah, should have yeah. showed who was dead. So, yeah, that was pretty stupid. Walking Dead is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then in Chapter 32, Seth's chair is carried over because um, he's disabled and says that um, if people attack him, then his army will attack. Uh, and he says that he wants to take Lucidel and turn it back to the good old days of the Lord Ruler, which doesn't make sense to me. 
considering like three quarters of the population is ska and ska hated life, but you know, it seems to be working. <laughs> uh, and he asked to be allowed to move into Lucidel to talk to each member of the assembly individually, uh, in turns. Um, and Vin thinks that Seth's faking being a oh. cripple to hide his. I, yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that. Do you think he's a cripple? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't think he's got nothing to hide. I think he's a cripple too. Yeah. Especially since Bree said like he's been crippled all his life, and then Vin's like, "That's the best cover story ever." <laughs> you just sound like a conspiracy theorist. That's fine. Tin foil hat. <laughs> Tinned. Will tin while I don't know. I was trying to make something with tin will and tin foil. But... Could have just done tin, like the metal. Oh. Next. Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's my Ooh, question. One more thing though. He also dropped the bomb with the Colossus Army. That, yeah. that's not gonna work out well for the politics of. Like, yeah, because Alan didn't tell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Here's my question. Well, he said that his army will attack if he does if Set does not return by sunset or something like that. Uh, and then whenever they attack, then both numbers will be weakened, and then Straff will come in and wipe them out, and everybody would be dead basically. How is how do his soldiers have so much loyalty and like? I mean, what else are you gonna do? They're they gonna join Straff? I would rather join Strap than die. Yeah, but this is—that's <laughs> not how it works, right? Like, you don't just do that. Like, you're gonna re- leave your own comrades. There's, there's also the sense of like dignity that people have. What's like dignity? A, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. So yeah, chapter thirty-three. So. Um, oh, uh, at, at the end of chapter 32, he also schedules a meeting with Ellen. Oh, or yeah. like Seth's son comes along to schedule one. Um, his name is like Ginornenden. And also, I uh, Ellen tries to plead with Henra that, like, you know, you can't do this and stuff like that. And Henra kind of gets mad. He's like, you're a good guy, but like, there's reality and then there's your books, <laughs> right? It's like the idealism. No, and I, I have to respect agree. for Penrod because he like, because he respects Ellen, but he just like you know he's not a good king because he knows books, but he he's like he is he's a good book king, smart, though. not street smart. He is a good king though. Like I think that doesn't hold up anymore. I could see that argument being made, like maybe earlier on, but I mean, he, as we'll see in the coming chapters, he navigates it pretty freaking well. Like I, I, I don't I don't know if you can say anymore that he's book smart and not street smart is all I'm trying to say. Mm. But anyways, uh chapter thirty three. So it starts with Vin thinking that she's probably the hero of ages again, which I think her thinking then is just for me is confirming that it's not her. Again, my money's on Ellen. Um and there's a, a thumping going on in the background with his with uh Ooh, wanted to bring that up. That was actually from Mistborn, uh, the final empire. Because remember um, back when she's talking to Kelsier, mm-hmm. and then she's talking to him how she can pierce copper clouds, and she starts. He said, "Okay, I'll burn some metals. You tell me what you're doing." 
um, or when I'm doing, uh, then when she starts concentrating while she's burning bronze, she starts hearing a thumping. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to add to that. That's another thing that she's OP at. What? She's good, OP at burning bronze. Mm-hmm. Why is she so good at everything? Wrap up. <laughs> okay, so we have a list going on. Okay, so beating ham at Peter only. Oh my god, we're not starting beating this again. Greece, Chapter 33. Beating then Iron Poland. Thanks, she might be and here. Again. And, and Kelsey, Orso starts Kelsey. to think of religion. And because I'm. And now and she's better he at He admits at bronze. his people. <laughs> or sir uh it starts defending religion in general saying that like you know and i think he kind of comes out and admit that his people have one um so Condra apparently have a prophecy that humans are going to kill each other off yeah which i think is hilarious we aren't that bad all right <laughs> we're pretty bad not that bad i mean i don't know i think it's a miracle we survived this long um <laughs> And he says humans are of, and capital R and capital P, humans are of ruin and Kondra Kondra are of preservation. preservation. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a new word. That's a nice morsel to. Were those ever mentioned before? And like, I don't think they were. Okay. Uh, I think you probably would have marked it if they were. Yeah. Or I just got, I just went, oh, oh, it was mentioned in, uh, uh, an epigraph or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I think it was an epigraph um, in Middle of Ascension. Oh, okay. I think. Could be wrong. Um, actually, well, I'll check, and then next episode, we can follow up on that point. Uh. But it jumps to Elland, and he's helping out the city still, despite being, you know, deposted, which Kelsier would... Do Kelsey would, I mean, you know, he helped before he became and he never became leader, so he would help regardless. I'm just trying to make a point that he would be a great, like, lieutenant or general under a king, but he wouldn't be a good king, anyways. Um, so the wells have been poisoned, mm-hmm. uh, by someone, and my money, and I think Ellen's money is also on strap, so. Uh, then it jumps back to Vin. I don't. I didn't get this part honestly. Going from Vin, and then jumping to Ellen, and then back to Vin. I think it would have been better off just going from Ellen to Vin, and then staying at Vin for the rest of the chapter. the The flow of this particular chapter kind of stuck out to me, and at how much I didn't like the flow. <laughs> um, the but, sad flow. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, she starts investigating Dachshund because she's trying to continue to find out who the Condor is. And she starts talking to him about that conversation they had back in Final Empire. Remember when um, they were, he, he, she was asking him, like, you know, why he joined the Rebellion and, mm-hmm. you know, about, because he, he loved somebody and then she was killed by a plantation ska owner yeah. or a plantation nobleman. But... Apparently, he still feels the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's changed. But apparently, he said that like he truly hated the nobility. And he said that him and Kelsier have been planning on overthrowing the Empire since before he even went to the pits. <laughs> Which I have to wonder, it's like, what did what he do before he became Mistborn? Like, the idea of Kelsier not being a Mistborn, like, boggles my mind. But do you think Kelsier would have been a better 
Alamancer if he was given uh, like at more this time. time if he was given more time I think uh, so Vin has as of now has about as much time in Alamancy as Kelsier had total by the time he died yeah two years mm-hmm. and then Kelsier died at two years after he became a Mistborn and he wanted to be wanted an Inquisitor <laughs> yep that was insane dude that fight I yeah. love that so it was, but then again, Ben also beat the Lord Ruler by being OP too. So, she was not OP. The Mist helped her. Yeah, but she still did something that you shouldn't be allowed to, which was grab metal that was like connected to his body. Yeah, because of the Mist. Oh, that was because of the Mist. I don't know. Right, because was... the Mist helped her. Right, because of like she had no metals. Remember that aluminum? That the, yeah, I thought it was just. Uh, I thought the only thing that the Miss did was like kind of give her metal. That's what I'm thinking, but I think that was supercharged, right? It had to be supercharged. Dur- Duralumin. <laughs> yeah, I want that. That's 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 the way I took it, anyways. Is that like the mist helped her by giving her metals to burn? But it was like, but then steroid. Metals. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But hold. Oh. So you know how the effectiveness of the metal goes up by how pure, like, how good it is? Mm. What if it's, like, the best top-notch black market metal that the Mist was selling to Vin? That the Mist was selling to (laughs) Vin? Is the Mist, like, some back-alley crack dealer? (laughs) Hey, kids, you want to buy some dust sticks? I don't know if I recall that transaction in the first book. Maybe it's in Miss Warren's secret history. But <laughs> anyways, um, Docs is coming around and accepting Ellen. Uh, but he does go on to say, and this was kind of sad to read, that he doesn't want to accept that Ellen bears no guilt. Otherwise, that then he'd have to accept that he was too brutal with some of the way that he dealt with some of the nobility. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like... This is a broken man, right? Yeah. Like maybe not a broken man, but this is a guy who's like who's seen some crap, you know? Mm. Um there were there was a weight in those words. Um Dude, th- they need to choose like a good actor for when they make these movies. Like a really good actor for Dachshund and a really good actor for like Breeze. You know? I don't know why I want a better actor for those two more than like a better actor for Ellen. And Kelsey, uh, I do want a really good actor for Kelsey too. But. Woody Harrelson for Kelsey, and no one else can be it. Who's that? The guy from Zombieland, the cowboy guy, the talker. No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a, like the way he's like so funny and carefree about everything. He's an awesome oh, that's actor. True. That's true. Or Tony Stark. Why? <laughs> You're so generic. <laughs> This is why most people, including me, shouldn't make um, like Movies. cast predictions. Like they, they're just oh. not or dream cast because most people are not good at casting because they always cast the most expensive actors. Yeah. So and they expect it to work. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, she kind of accepts that it's not Dachshund, but Orser kind of pulls her back and is like, "Listen, my people are experts at." infiltration so yeah i wouldn't count him out just yet then she notices captain demos sneaking out somewhere and then she starts thinking if there's a chondra who cannot burn alamancy he's probably going to imitate someone who can't do alamancy mm-hmm. which is kind of 
hypocritical considering that her close friend Dachshund is also not an Alamancer. Yeah. <laughs> so you like you crossed off a non-Alamancer off your list, even though Cat or Sir kind of dragged him back into it, and then you're just jumping to Demel. So she's not good at this. Um, there's your Mary. There's your argument against her being a Mary Sue. She's not good at like thinking things. So she's like convinced that Set is a cripple. You mean a Miss? Or sorry, a, a Miss Warren. Yeah. Or at least, uh, and at least an Elementor. So, uh, one thing I actually wanted to bring up. This is back in chapter thirty-two. Uh, something that I thought was really well written. Ellen is reading a book. The book is called "The Studies in Revolution." So there's a quote in there when it's talking about like you know people who rebelled against the Lord Ruler. It seems that the rebels uh, found the chaos of transition more difficult to accept than the tyranny they had known before. The joyfully they joyfully welcomed back authority, even oppressive authority, for it was less painful for them than uncertainty. Um, a lot of people say that uh, Brandon Sanderson's style of writing, like his prose, is very simple. In my opinion, I don't, I don't doubt that I think that he can write a more complex, more flowery prose if he wanted to. I think he just doesn't want to. And I think that's proof of that. Mm-hmm. Because that was like a nice, like very nice written prose. But I think the problem with those is that Definitely. you have to be concentrating so heavily when you're reading these. And sometimes yeah. like you can miss things. You got to reread paragraphs and stuff. And I hate that. That's me with every epigraph. I have to reread them quite a few times. Yeah, because the prose and those are yeah. a little bit thicker, right? Yeah. And I think, but it's not just a prose in that situation. And that there's, you're also trying to put the context into, okay, historical context. Where does this go? Mm-hmm. Right? But, yeah. So I'm, I'm of the opinion, for me, the best prose is a prose that I can understand. If, if your, your prose could be objectively the best prose in the world but if i have to reread it or if i just don't get it very well you've already lost me as a reader so it didn't serve the purpose yeah in my opinion um subjectivity over objectivity yeah in my opinion yeah same so chapter 34 ellen is like researching any loopholes that he can find i guess to block that yeah um (laughs) Okay, so this cracked me up. The Norden guy, the obligator. Yeah. He's hilarious. Um, so th- uh, this is a quote from the book. Uh, y- you should have seen the way you all looked, your majesty. When uh, Set revealed himself, a few of the noble assemblymen actually jumped in their seats. I think the rest of you were too shocked to Norden. Yes, your majesty. Uh, please focus on the task at hand. Um, yes, your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that shit was kind of funny. But anyways. Um, the funniest part of this was uh, clubs and Breeze talking to each other. I love that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so remember I told you, right, that Breeze would probably become your favorite character? Yeah. What do you think? Say Zed's still my favorite. Well, what do you think of Breeze? He's gotten better, yeah. He's gotten way better, right? I, I wish they gave Ham and Spook more, more, more screen and, time. And Dachshund, too, honestly. Dachshund wasn't given much even in the first book. He got more in the first book, actually. Yeah, and Quite even then, that wasn't much. Yeah. So, but regardless, um, this is what we got to work with. <laughs> so, Ellen is kind of accepting this is just the will of the people, so she's going to keep helping in the background. 
And this is, it's an interesting argument to have, right? Because we know as a reader that Ellen is a better leader for these guys. Or are they? I guess that's also an (laughs) argument that you can have. It's like, are they better? Like, if you're one of those, like, I'm one of those people that's just like, I'd rather die on my feet than be on my knees. Yeah. Uh, Again, also one of those things that's easier said than done. But that Ellen is giving you the chance for freedom. Right. Whereas Penrod is just like, all right, let's just, or set or strap. It's mm-hmm. just, go, let's go back to the status quo or the previous status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ellen is saying that, like, you know, I gave them the will of the people, and the will of the people are saying that they want to go back to subjugation. Mm-hmm. And Sezad disagrees. Like, sometimes a leader has to do what's right for the people, even if, and this is one of those things that, like, if you believe in democracy, you have to believe that sometimes democracy just doesn't work yeah. because the will of the people just, the people are stupid sometimes. The people run off emotion. The people are short-sighted. Uh-huh. You know? So, I, I thought that was... It, it's an interesting conversation to have. And I'm, there's really no right answer. And in my opinion, it's more of a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Sometimes the will of the people needs to be taken into account. And sometimes, screw the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, a Frostpunk, remember? There's a... It's it's a city builder. Yeah, there's this one guy who just like so well done. It's just like Captain. Um, sometimes you have to consider that some of the people don't know what's best for them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people are dumb. Uh, many people are dumb. <laughs> so. Indeed. Vin kind of comes in and says that hey, you know, some wells have been poisoned, and Ellen says he already knows. This, this okay. This this like side plot going on in this book really annoyed me the first time, and it's actually annoying me even more this time around. Um, their little fake drama that they have between Ellen and Vin is oh, just my, annoying, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like Ellen thinks that he's not good enough for Vin. Vin thinks that she's not good enough for Ellen. Like now, here Vin is starting to think that oh, he already found out about the poisoning. Oh, the well, you know, now he clearly doesn't need me anymore. It's like, no, dude, he just found out where somebody else. He's a king. He someone else is gonna tell him. Like I, I hope that uh Mr. Sanderson like kinda evolves more and maybe Stormlighter even than Era too, like, cause this like romance and drama is bad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um for what it's worth, he actually finished Will of Time even after he wrote Mistwarn. Oh, okay. So he—he's This is for a great sure. start. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, right. It's I like, need to like, read Elantris and see like because Elantris was before. Yeah, Mistborn, exactly. So. Yeah. And actually, Miss Warner Two was after Stormlight, so he may have gone. To my understanding, Miss Warner Two was supposed to be a small off thing, and then people ended up loving it, so it kind of got stunted from the start to begin with. Oh, uh, it wasn't supposed to be as big in scale, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make of that what you will. Era 3 was, is supposed to be like an actual series, isn't it? A part of me kind of wishes that he just get done with Stormlight just so I could see what he wants to do with Mistborn. I want to read Mistborn first and make that decision. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, could you imagine? Like, okay, these, This is just us talking. We're, we're expecting Stormlight to be like next, like unbelievably next level. So again, we haven't read the Stormlight. But could you imagine Stormlight's level of awesome applied to Mistborn? Woo. 
Yeah, right? Like, that That just that has me I've so never, hyped. Dude. I've never so seen hyped. him write sci-fi before, though. Um, Skyward. I That's a, that's a YA, though. And the last time I read it, Oh, YA, excuse me. Is that sci-fi? Oh, yes, it is. But the last time I read his YA, it was, like, not good. Okay. So, you know. The last time you started Mistborn, you didn't want to read it. And yet, here we stand. True. <laughs> and then, so anyways, she starts hearing Reen again for the first time. And I actually forgot that she hasn't been hearing Reen in a long time. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that was even a thing of, like, hers. But... Um, I like that it was way less in this book because I I don't know if you remember, but I didn't like it. Yeah, you were getting annoyed. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, so she kind of leaves. Kind of leaves. She does leave, and she finds Zane standing right outside. They start sparring, but she immediately realizes he's going way harder than he normally does. So mm-hmm. that like he's actually trying to kill her, and then he real she realizes that he's burning ATM, and then he realizes. So it kind of jumps back and forth POV wise between the two. And it kind of jumps to him, and then he realizes that she actually is telling the truth. She really doesn't have any ATM left. So I guess this brings us a question: Does he have any ATM left? Seems like it. It seems like he has quite a bit if he's just able to waste it like that, sort of, sort of waste. Or he doesn't care, right? For him, yeah. like he doesn't care. Like it does nothing for him. That's yeah, that's, that's what I think. Um, and he thinks that he can beat her either way, maybe too. Yeah. So. He confesses to her that he is Ellen's half brother, and then we also didn't know that before. No, no, we knew that, but she didn't know that. Oh, so he tells her that. Okay. So, and then he also tells her that the Coloss army is like a day away because they attacked a village, and those uh, refugees from the village are now entering into the city, mm-hmm. which is not going to be draining the resources even more and, you know, yeah. increasing panic and stuff like that. And we know Ellen. Ellen's not going to turn those people away, uh-huh. right? But I also wonder if this is going to be, like, one of those, like, last-minute heroic things. It's like all those people that came in, it's like, King Ellen helped us in our time of need. Now we're going to help him in his. So when that final battle eventually comes, those people, you know, as small as they might be, will come in and, I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. Wishful thinking, I guess, but that's just what I thought. Chapter 35. Uh, So Vin's getting dressed because they're having a dinner date with Set at his camp. They're taking 200 soldiers with them, and I I like how the... I think it was Ellen who was talking about it's weird because they're going into Set's castle at Keep Hastings, and so it's going to be 200 soldiers of Ellen surrounded by 1,000 soldiers of Set, surrounded by, what is it, like 20,000 of Ellen's, like, Luthadel soldiers, and then surrounded by, like, 40,000, 80,000 of, like, invading forces. Like, it's just, yeah. like, so much tension. Um, so Set doesn't meet them because, again, purple. And when he gets there, they're already eating. Yeah, he's already started eating, which... Ellen thought it was kind of disgusting, and um, Vin thinks that he's eating in a disgusting manner just to kind of get inside Ellen's head and shake him. I think that's just how he is. Yeah. You know, like, he's just a king, right? He's a sloppy, yeah. disgusting he king. He just kind of acts like yeah. how he wants. So, he... This whole exchange 
was awesome, by the way. Between Set and Elend, I uh-huh. loved it. Um, Set claims that Alrion actually like seduced Breeze himself, herself. Uh, which, now that I'm thinking about it, Breeze never actually did the whole emotional elements or he never manipulated women ever. Mm-hmm. You know, from what we had He never seen. abused it. He just Yeah, I'm it. not saying <laughs> abused. I'm just saying that like he never used it. Like so Seth's claiming that, you know, he's weak around women and they exploited that. I was like, holy crap, I never even thought of that. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Uh so Seth reaffirms that um I I, I like this. And the power of the people, and he basically said what Sezet said, that the power of the people, it sounds great on paper until you have armies outside your door. Mm-hmm. Because n- now you got what Ellen got, right? It's like half the people want to submit to uh, Strath, half want to go to Sed, half want to, I don't even know what. Like, So it's... Um, That's three halves. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> You guys can't see, but I just gave him the most meanest death glare of the week. Um, We're just saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of the death, week. <laughs> there's a lot of death glares in the week. So Ellen thinks that they'll vote him in, which, my God, he's so much of an idealist. Like, yeah, because I mean, if he was gonna say like you know he's gonna abuse the whole, if there's a gridlock, then I'm gonna retain my kingship anyways. I could see that, mm-hmm. which is what he tried to do later anyways. But he seems to affirm that, like, you know, no, they're going to vote me in. It's like, you can't be this insane. Yeah. <clears throat> Come on, man. I'm trying to vote for you here. Yeah, and, and he says uh, that people in general value freedom over safety. And again, as much as I would like for that to be true, I'm not buying that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe that. And Vin notices that there's like a lot of elements around him. Um, I think she starts burning copper or bronze and notices that like none of them are burning copper. And again, she starts thinking that some of them have uh, elements, but they're just, but the ones that do have elements, they're burning it on purpose to make it very obvious. That, okay. These are the elements and there's no more. Yeah. Again, she's just such a tinfoil hat, man. And then Ellen confesses to Set that they legit have no yeah, ATM. because uh, he's trying to trade it, wasn't he? Yeah, For so I, I don't know what Set's plan is going to be going forward, right? Because he made this whole gamble, came down here for the ATM. And then that's, this is where Ellen kind of like got the better of Set, basically saying that, you know, Breeze may have been seduced by Alvaron, but he also brought you all the way out here, made you, making you think that we have ATM. We legit have no ATM. Yeah. So I, I wonder what his uh, plan is going to be moving forward. But I did have actually something, um, yeah, highlighted here that like he is crazy, right? Like whenever he brought up that, yeah, we've got no ATM here, uh-huh. he just laughs about it. Like so, I like is he all right in the head? <laughs> you know, I'm being serious because what is what's his plan at this point? I have no idea. Like he gets the kingdom, okay. Then what? Then what? Like then he's had to gonna have to fight the Coloss. He's gonna have like there there's no 
uh, to my understanding, there's no resources in Luthadel that's like worth grabbing, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and he, I guess he does have the capital, but then he has to fight Colossus, like you said. Yeah, but so. what good is a capital? Mm-hmm. Right? There's no central government. It's not like the other kingdoms are the uh, the other dominances are paying taxes to him. Mm-hmm. So that's true, actually. Yeah, I. I don't know. It would just be taken back by another person. It would just be like tennis back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, chapter 36. Seiza is helping a bunch of the refugees that have come in from that village that got attacked by the Coloss. And there was there was a part here that I thought was really well done. Um, Seiza, we know that like he'll give people religions to kind of give them hope and make them feel better and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then... In this moment, when they're like suffering the way that they are, and the way he describes the suffering, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, a mother's like breastfeeding, and she's just like, you know, you should drink water and stuff so you have enough to feed your baby. I was like, oh my god, yeah, um, that dark, yeah, it, and he, he was about to preach some religion to them to give them some hope, but then he just decided against it. And I thought that that was, again, not to delve into. Uh, sticky, sticky topic like religion, but like I felt that was the right call to make when someone's suffering like that. You know, they don't really want to hear about religion right now. They just, they just need the immediate. Unless they themselves are already part of that religion, mm-hmm. then I could see it. But he knows, and we all know that because of the Final Empire, there was no religion outside of what the Ministry doctrine. Yeah, right. So trying to preach to them on new religion when they're suffering, just that's, that's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So good, uh, good job reading the room there by Seizen. <laughs> uh, Breeze is, uh, th- this is where I love Breeze, man. Seriously. Like yeah. he's like soothing away people's despair and stuff. And Tinwell comes in. Um, and it's like a, 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 an instinct for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's natural. Cause he's so good at it. Yeah. So Tinwell starts uh, talking to Seized, and then she kind of eventually agrees to go with Seized, but Breeze helped that along, which I thought was really cool. And then it jumps to Breeze's POV, which I think that's the first time, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah. We never got that in Final Empire, I don't think. No, we didn't. Um, I love Breeze's chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like the different people's chapters way better than there. There is... Okay, so there is... Uh, the, uh, Sanderson does a relatively okay job at whenever he jumps POV, you can kind of tell there's a tonal shift. Yeah. No one does it better than Robert Jordan. Huh. In Wheel of Time, the way he writes the characters, like the. So, okay, so I, I had a perfect example today, right? So, not to get into spoilers for Wheel of Time, but basically what happened was that. There is a group, and then they had some runaways. And whenever they have runaways, they have their runaways, the names listed, like, on a board. And then those people are supposed to be killed mm-hmm. because they're runaways. And there's, we know, we as a reader know who the runaways are because we saw them run away. And then later, there's a lady who's not part of that group. And she's watching the people from that group discuss names who were recently added to the runaway list. Mm-hmm. and she you know she uh to her like they listed off all the names and we know those names but because 
the names meant nothing to her because the chapter was from her point of view. The names were never actually read out. Oh, they were never written out because to her the names mean nothing. And this like, and it's not just like one or two names. It's like a list of like nine or ten names. Mm-hmm. So whenever you hear like a list of like nine or ten names of people you don't know, your mind just immediately just kicks them out of your memory, right? Yeah. And since it's from her point of view and she doesn't know them, it wasn't even listed out. I thought that was so it's so small it doesn't add anything to the story i mean literally because the names weren't written out so it literally Mm -hmm. adds nothing to the story but it it feels so real yeah Uh, it was ah it was remarkable i read wheel of time that's all i'm gonna say i'm committed to the end at this point if you're at book nine like you gotta finish (laughs) um Anyways, I'm uh, never gonna read that series. <laughs> Probably not. Never say never, dude. <laughs> um, so, anyways, Breeze continues helping, and then um, he continues to act like he's a cold and uncaring dude. Because I think Ellen and Ham come in, and then he pretends like, you know, that he doesn't care. It's like, oh, you know, it's like just get them away from me. And he acts like he doesn't care about the refugees and stuff. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know why he does that, honestly. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know why he acts so selfish, and and he's clearly not right. Yeah. Like he's sitting there, like he helped Sazed and Tin will get together. Essentially, yeah. uh, I don't know. It, it, it was weird. And then um, he goes and meets with clubs, which that was that that was cool. I I, I love the way that they did the whole clubs thing. The the way that clubs and say our breeze talk to each other. I thought that was just. Really nice. Uh, Breeze talks about how he can't really be... He likes clubs because he knows he can't manipulate them, so he doesn't yeah. know. Which I thought was kind of weird, because he, he does a... He tries really hard to justify the fact that he's not mind-controlling anybody. Mm-hmm. But then he also doesn't... I, I feel like he doesn't believe it completely himself. Mm-hmm. Because he's also saying, you know, I'm not... You know, I can't be close. I can't be close friends with anybody because I don't know if they're being friends with me because I tweak them or because or yeah. because they actually are. Yeah. You know? So it, to me, it feels maybe like that, he doesn't believe. Maybe that's why he himself. doesn't uh, uh, soothe women. You know, mm, that he doesn't feel like he wants to take advantage of. Them. Oh, yeah. okay. And he wants to see how they actually feel about him rather. Yeah. Than, yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. I like that. I'm going to go with that one until I hear something better, which I don't think I will, because that's actually really nice. Yeah, I'm a pretty smart guy. Eh, if I say something. That's I not going to add something. <laughs> um, I did predict that Lord Ruler was Rashik. There was also other stuff that you were just straight dumb about. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Vin is actually watching the whole encounter, so from that, she's confirmed that Breeze is not the Elemancer. Or Condra, which I think she did anyways, mm-hmm. twice. Because, again, he came late. Remember, he galloped in on the horse. Yeah. And then, again, she did it earlier whenever he was. So, yeah. But she crossed us off clubs. Mm-hmm. But then, at this point, she's kind of convinced that it's Demo. And then is about to jump on him, but then she kind of hesitates. And she's like, I kind of need evidence for this. Yeah. And she follows him, and then he goes to the Church of the Survivor. Mm-hmm. Which I thought this was cool. Yeah, I I really like the Church of Survivor. Yeah, it's, it's this is another thing where I love how everything's affected in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Because um, it felt like 
a realistic one of those like really well done RPG games, right? Where they talk about the Kolos have attacked a village. Yeah. And the refugees, you know, are coming and and then later you see Seizet is treating the refugees from mm-hmm. that camp and stuff. Yeah. This is again Wheel of Time does it on a such a massive scale that you forget that some of the stuff had happened. And then you're like, <laughs> Why are there refugees here? Oh, wait, yeah. Civil War. <laughs> Okay, so it's it's just really well done, and he's so Captain Demo, uh, but because he's like a priest, I guess for the yeah. survivor, one Sheikh of the biggest Demo. followers, uh, Imam Demo, uh, <laughs> he is preaching to his people that they need to vote in Ellen because because they don't want to go back to like the subjugation, but at the same time, I think he's also saying that. The, he also kind of goes on as it's weird because he says that like this is a test from I guess their god Kelsier yeah that because he's a survivor so this is a test to see if his people can survive so I, I guess my question becomes if they die do they go to hell <laughs> <laughs> surviving is heaven death is hell then if you don't die to go how are you gonna get to heaven if you don't die life is heaven. Oh God! So everyone's <laughs> going to hell. everyone's going to hell. Yeah. Then, essentially, God kills you unless you die after like age hundred. So only Lord Ruler. Oh has, my God! Only Lord Ruler. Everyone starts researching. Was it cryotechnology? Um. So, yeah, he's re- uh, re- actually he's rallying them to push for Ellen and possibly even Penrod, but refusing. Uh, basically telling them, you know, don't ever push for set. So Vin kind of gives up on him being Kondra. Um, but the, she starts thinking about the religion. It, I think it's kind of weird for her, right? That yeah. she knew Kelsier and like, now nah, he's like, God. To these mm-hmm. um, and she kind of confronts Demo about it, too. Like, you knew him. You know that he was not a god. And he said that, like, he feels he, uh, uh, Kelsier pushing on his sword and <sighs> What um, do you think that's about? Do you think that he actually feel it? Do you think this is like no, a religion thing? It's do you a think, placebo. I think. You think it's a placebo yeah. thing? You know what I think it is? I think it is a mist thing. That mist spirit thing? I I don't know. I don't know what that thing is. I just don't think it's Kelsier at this point. But, but he's saying he's feeling it still. If it's not placebo, then I... I'm telling you, like, I, I have a feeling that, that that has something to do with Kelsier. That that thing that he's feeling, I think yeah. it has to do with something to do with the mist. Yeah. Maybe it is a mist. Yeah, I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. But you know what I thought was actually really cool? Um, is just the Church of the Survivor. Like, I love that title. Mm-hmm. The Church of the Survivor. It's, and the heir of the Survivor. Yeah. It's like she's, uh, like, uh, wasn't an apostle. Like, an apostle. Yeah, apostle. I think that's yeah. what they call it, the students. So, yeah. Um, and it, so a couple of things I wanted to touch on here. So in this chapter, when Ellen walks in and there's the refugees and people like started like perking up on this island, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something that, and Breeze, this is from Breeze's POV. He said that this is something that can't be accomplished with Elevancy. Mm-hmm. There's, which I disagree because you, when somebody walks in, if somebody has a sense of awe, 
you can magnify that with writing or soothe yeah. away other stuff. Yeah. But actually, not, as as I say that, I just realized if they have no sense of awe to begin with, there's no pushing, pulling on an emotion, right? You can't create an emotion. And this is what he's talking about. That you you can soothe away their sense of yeah, like... You can dampen an emotion or inflame an emotion, but yeah. you can't create an emotion. Yeah. So if someone's not angry at somebody, then... You can't create that anger out of nowhere. So this sense of awe that these people have mm-hmm. is something that Ellen has brought about himself because of the way he's led him, like has has carries himself. Yeah. Um. So another thing I want to bring up, um, Ellen talks about like, uh, you know, to treat the refugees that, um, food prices are going up. You know because. There's more mouths to feed, obviously. High demand. And, but then he also says there's no reason to get greedy to deny people clothing. That doesn't make any sense to me because how, like, how are you accepting that cl- uh, food prices are going up because there's more people and more mouths to feed? But not the clothing. But then not clothing. That's the <laughs> exact same thing. Yeah. There's literally an influx of, of a whole entire village of new people coming in. Yeah. Who need clothes, and. Because there's a siege, there's no trading going on, and yeah, sure, there may be some textiles and stuff, but <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what do you mean? So I, I thought that was dumb. <laughs> so, anyways, chapter thirty-seven: Tinwell and Sazed are studying, and they've been studying all night. And it seems like Tinwell's kind of come around, and she kind of accepts that um, Vin's prediction that the deepness was the mist. Yeah. But this isn't really about them finding anything out. This was more this was more of a chapter about them too than them actually then this was more about the two characters interacting interacting between themselves as opposed to us finding out any more about the deepness. Yeah, which I'm yeah, I like I'm, I'm okay with that, yeah. Um and he's clearly finding out feelings for her, but he's he feels inadequate because, you know, eunuch. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Which I, I do, I felt so bad for him. Yeah, Here, I, I was like, this is <laughs> awkward. Um, yeah, that was awkward. I, I felt so bad for him, you know, because he felt so embarrassed. And I, because I love Sazed so much as a character, I was like, oh my god, dude, someone please help this man. <laughs> but then she says, you know, I've already had several children, so that's not something that I need anymore. Mm-hmm. And she basically comes out; she just wants companionship. And <clears throat> this is. I like how this was done um, because she's basically pushing him to say, like, I need you. She's basically saying, like, I need you to say to me that you need me. That's essentially the way I took it. I don't know if you took it that way, too. Yeah. But she did. That's how I read it was like, I need you to say that you need me and then I'll stay. Mm-hmm. Because she was saying that she wants to go to Seth's camp or Venture. or Yeah. Straff Ventures camp. And yeah. Give because they can't play politics, right? That if they're going to give one side knowledge, I got to go and give knowledge to the other side. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to try hard, but he basically just says, "Please stay." And then he's like, <laughs> okay. Um, again, I I really like this exchange a lot. Um, yeah. Tinwo is basically saying to say that, like you know, you could have been the leader of the synod, right? Uh-huh. And you were right in every single thing that you said, right? Uh, which I was actually surprised to hear because earlier she was arguing with Cezette for not doing his duty, but then here she, he, she is saying that, like, 
you were right not to do your duty because because of you we're all free now mm-hmm. but because you're right how about you stand up for yourself you know yeah um and i just love this because he was saying i'm not like the men in your stories this chapter honestly this chapter was not that long but it stuck out to me so much because i felt so personal and so i i was just so happy for season i know he he like he's he's such a well-written character and i love him so much and he's such a such a gentle spirit like he reminds me of ang honestly that's why i love him a lot too i i have i love ang and you know he said like i'm not like the men in your stories i don't have these characteristics like these men in your stories Uh i i so i don't um you know i just i don't even know what to say man i (laughs) and then i got uh and then and then she said at the end right like you are the man in the stories right because you're not the one out there just doing what people want you to do you're doing stuff that's hard for you you like you know you're shunned from our from our yeah, people and for stuff the greater so, good. for the greater mm-hmm. good so I, I was just i love that but yeah so it's a real dude yeah man <laughs> I, I love this I, this whole exchange was awesome chapter 37 and i think 36 was that the one with uh breeze yeah these two chapters 36 and 37 i think they were probably one of my favorites in the entire book in the entire series maybe even because they were just on a character level it was just i like my the 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 hair on my arms like you guys can't see this one without hair can see it (laughs) the hair on my arms like raised up when i talk about this it was it was kind of heartwarming yeah it was was, was almost as heartwarming as that part whenever they were all joking with Kelsier, Spook, and Dodge yeah, and Breeze and, and yeah, stuff. That was, oh my god! Dude, it, like whenever I think back to that, I actually get like sad, sad right? Because I know that's never gonna happen again because Kelsier's dead. But okay, so I gotta ask you: like, you feel like you've lost family, right? Yeah. When you think about yeah, yeah, that yeah. moment, like yeah. you feel like you've lost family because you will never get that moment again because Kelsier's dead. It's like whenever you think back to like a really fun time. Yeah. I, I think back to whenever I went to Six Flags in eighth grade a, a lot of the time because I went with like a bunch of my friends and it was the best time I yeah. left. And I'm never going to get that again because, you know, people suck at planning and, yeah. But like, it's it's similar to that. I'm never going to experience that again. Similar to how these characters are never going to experience those things ever again because Kelsier's dead. Yeah. Poor Kelsier. What? Poor Kelsier. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, the chapter 37 ends basically with Ellen is kind of walking the walls with him and kind of comes to a realization about what to do, uh, which we'll see in chapter 38. Um, he's going to leverage Vin, essentially. Um, without permission. Without <laughs> permission, which, again... Shut up, Vin. Like honestly, right? Oh like, my god! Like, just stop. Think like, about someone other than yourself. She's. Oh my god. She. I. This is what I said. Right. I loved their relationship in the first book. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And in my opinion, their relationship was good in the third book as well. Mm-hmm. In the second book, it felt unnecessary. Like this whole side oh plot god, of yeah. them. Like, I think she, he doesn't if, need me. She doesn't need me. And like it. 
Ah, God. I think no. if he just like backspaced all these little dumb parts, make make the book shorter, I'd be happier. Or <laughs> maybe she can feel they can feel the stuff, right? And I'm not saying this stuff is unrealistic. Yeah, it's just it annoying. Just, yeah, and right. I honestly don't think that these characters. I don't think Vin should have acted on it either. She acted on all of all of these feelings. Yeah, yeah. Like um, so, anyways, um, chapter thirty-eight. Ellen and Vin are with the assembly because they're calling for the vote for the new king. Uh, Ham and Ellen came up with the idea, I guess. Which I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming they discussed more of the idea, and he doesn't explain to her what he's doing, but he says that. It involves Vin, and she kind of like freezes. Uh, she gets really scared and uneasy. I'm assuming it's because of what uh, Reen, oh, sorry, not Reen, Zane. Zane said about like you know uh, they're using you and all that stuff. Yeah. And he then she kind of realized that he, uh, she or he joined the Church of the Survivor. Um. So again, her. Her worries were pointless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember, I think there was an anime where it was something. No, 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 no. It was Game of Thrones. It was Game of Thrones. What about it? No spoilers. <sighs> okay, then I can't say. Okay. The, for those of you who watch the show, I'm referencing, I think, either season five or season six. One of the, I, it's for sure one of those two. Um, I think it might be season six. But, yeah. Isn't that when it started going downhill? In my, uh, most people said it started going downhill after season four. In my opinion, it probably started going downhill, I guess, around season six. Maybe season seven. But I still enjoyed up, in, up into even season seven. Season eight was just trash. <laughs> like, people come- are saying, like, we need to cancel everything past season four. I'm like, no. Sorry. Season, I love seasons five through seven. Still, I don't care what anyone says. If you compare like the last episode of season seven to the first episode of season eight, it's just like a huge drop. No, I, it's not. That's not what I mean, right? Like season eight as a whole was supposed to tie up loose ends and stuff like that. And it's just like prophecies were basically ignored and like character motivations made zero sense at that point. The ending, to my understanding, the, the final ending, like where every character was at the end, was basically what George R. R. Martin wanted, but the way you got to that point was so uh-huh. jarring. Like it, oh my god, it was. Would you say if I were to watch it, not to watch that last season? You still want to watch it just so you know where how it all kind of comes together, but it is. God. <laughs> yeah, it. I hope he writes the book, but that's a lost hope. He's yeah, write that last book. I was talking. To my, I was talking to a friend of ours, and I think, I, I think for sure he'll finish Winds of Winter. I have no. I, I, I'm given a twenty percent chance he finishes uh, Time of Spring. Oh, is that not the last book he's going to write? Yeah. Two more? Yes. Oh boy. And it's been eleven years since he re- wrote is, the last. Does book. he even have a progress bar or something like no, that? No, he's not transparent or anything on any of that stuff. Yikes. Yeah. He's too busy making money in Elden Ring or something. Well, he does a lot of projects. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he writes other books, too. Like, different series and stuff. and com- I think we're comic stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... Ugh. 
<laughs> uh, that's that's actually literally the I I've read the first two books, and they were great. Honestly, they really are great. Um, Compared to Wheel of Time, don't do that to me. Chapter thirty-eight. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, um, yeah. So, like I said, uh, he's kind of I think committed to the Church of the Survivor to get support. Um, and while they're making this speech, they get attacked by three thugs and coin shots, three coin shots. And this is like a really long and drawn out fight. Um, Highlights. Vin literally like gouges out eyes and she fights dirty, dude. And explodes ahead. Yeah, she fights <laughs> dirty. I like it. Um, she uses Duralum and headbutts somebody and his head blows up, which That's I thought real. was hilarious. Um, and I she, wonder how fast it would be with Duralumin, too. Yeah. My goodness. Duralumin pewter. Boom, dude. Oh, that must suck. And she, so she passes out from that. And then even though they just got attacked, Penrod still calls for the vote because he understands that if the deadline passes, that he retains his kingdom for minimum a year. Minimum. And that's oh, basically yeah. <laughs> how long. So... Um, Penrod is not dumb. <laughs> uh, so the vote continues. Yes, yeah, so the vote continues anyways, and I think in Penrod's uh, castle or keep. And it was a tight race. Uh, I think almost everyone voted for uh, Penrod or Venture or yeah, Elland, and only two voted for Set, which I thought was hilarious because he went through all this trouble to, to literally only get two votes. Yeah. Even Phelan voted for Penrod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so it became a deadlock. So, and that means when there's a deadlock, it goes to Ellen. But two of the people that voted for Set, they said, well, our vote is going for Set and he's going to lose anyways. So uh, apparently these guys don't believe in third party votes. Um, I, I didn't like this part because, like, why would you write a government like that? Ellen isn't stupid either. Why would he, like, it, it wasn't a clear law. Right, so I guess he said like, "Well, since it's not clear, I guess you can change your vote." But then it sounded like why he didn't changed... he just? If it's not clear, then to put on your side, it's not bad to put on your side. And, and this is not... what I'm talking about, right? Like, you can say that like <clears throat> because it's not clear in the law, because it's not, and like yeah. it's not even one of those things like, "Oh, it's clear in the law," and it sounded like he made it up on the spot. Anyways, he said like, "Yeah, you can only change your vote, but only once," right? And then and it has to be before the winner is declared. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. Part. So, like, if that was not made on the spot, which and it sounded like it was made on the spot to me, then you're hurting your kingdom because, especially after what everything that Sazed said, right, where sometimes people don't know what's best for them. Yeah. So, regardless, it is what it is. Um, I, is I out, think the Penard very last like sentence, the very last bit was sad yeah <laughs> actually i was literally i literally highlighted that so ellen stood then slowly removed his crown here he said settling in on the mantle you'll need this he nodded to ham then left without looking back at the men who had discarded him it, again like you kind of, i don't know i felt like you kind of brought that on yourself it that it, it was yeah kind of frustrating that, other than that like why yeah well, that, that was i something. didn't like it I think that was just kind of, kind of MacGuffining, you know. Like, why would Ellen do that? Even as a character, he's 
an honest person, so he would have been like, oh, there's no law like that, so you can't do it, or something like that. I, I think it was kind of a cheap way out of that little situation, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. So, anyways, um, that's it for this episode. That was part three of Well of Ascension. Next time, we'll be doing part all of part four, Knives. And then, yeah, just two more parts to go after that one, boys. No one ash then words in steel. Yeah, and um, yeah, that about does it. Uh, please continue to follow us on uh, Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper. We also have a Discord channel that's in all the episode notes. Uh, please give us any feedback, anything that we can do to improve sound quality. Maybe we say um and like too much. Maybe we digress too much. Maybe we need less summary, more analysis. Less analysis, more summary. Whatever. Just let yeah. us know. And until next time. Thank you.